Man. But yeah, okay. see, it also has maps and stuff. Uh, okay. It might have not printed out that well. No, dude, this is... We're going to... That book is... <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that book is... No, dude, thank you so much. Yeah. I can keep the... Keep everything. Wow. It's all it's for you. Wow, that's incredible, man. Yeah. That is incredible. I'm really happy about that. Seriously. Man. I don't even want to put it on the floor. Man. I had the Lost Lumeria one, but um, it didn't print out that well, so that's just the Atlantis. I, I turn me on TA. If my mind was a chain, it'd be shining. If I had my gifts on my wrist, they'd be diamonds. If I had my soul on my feet, it'd be retro. Every time I hop on a beat, then I let's go low. If my mind was a chain, it'd be shining. If I had my gifts on my wrist, they'd be diamonds. If I had my soul on my feet, it'd be retro. Every time I hop on a beat, then I let's go loco. Hey, you're at Choices. This is a place where we talk about the choices people make and why they make them. And today I have an interesting guest. Um, I We barely ever exchanged words, but we were always cool. I knew him um, in high school. And um, we both made choices since then. And um, They've been they've been good. They've been bad. And ultimately, they've led to us being some. uh, Some readers, some people that are concerned with acquiring knowledge, what we're trying to find out here. With Anthony Cozart is what I like to call him, Um, what we're trying to find out here with Anthony Cozart are the choices he's made since I since I last I guess since I last saw him since um sort of. And the choices he's making now, um, I'm gonna give you guys a quick before he before he says anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys what I know about him. Uh, so we're we are kind of cool, barely cool, but we knew each other, and uh, I think we respected each other for you know for the most part we did. And I followed him on Instagram, and this dude just constantly, like prolifically. He's prolific with the posts, and every post is a solid piece of art that makes you think, makes you ponder, and then he'll have this, either something he's written or a quote at the bottom in the caption, and based on posts alone, he is, you. one could say he's more read, more well-read than most people, um, but yeah. That's who I have here with me, and I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, Anthony? Thanks for having me. Yeah. What's we're up, here. man? Finally, yeah. we're here. Really? Honestly, it feels like it's, this is... It's it's meant to happen. It should have been happened. Yeah. But it's happening now, man. It's good to see you. Yeah. Good to see you, too. It's perfect good. timing. Yeah. Why is it perfect timing? Um, for me, mm. speaking... Um, just towards the end of the year Mm. um this is where i like to really lock in and focus uh, whether that be through music or studying Mm. or just my physical well-being and this well you were the first person locally to embrace me i appreciate that and this is just something that i'm grateful for man and you know hey that goes both ways man i'm grateful to have you on here because 
honestly, I want to know why or when this started. When were you were you this concerned with the acquisition of knowledge in high school or was it after high school that you decided to make that choice? Hmm. Well, I would say during high school, uh, it was kind of iffy, you know. I wasn't really into the whole school thing. Mm. Um, I did go to college, didn't finish. Um, okay. But uh, life happened. Um, just things, whether that was with family or just me on a spiritual journey, I would like to say. Awesome. And one book I just started reading uh, and one book led to another and I just had a lot of questions and I'm what was just, that what was that first book what was the one that that sparked that fire oh it might not have been the first book yeah it was probably um I would say Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill mm. um, I've heard of that it's I've a good book it. um there's a lot of other books in that new thought realm that was in the early 1900s, hmm. 1910, 1920, when the whole New Thought movement came in about um, the Eastern teachings, whether that was, um, you know, metaphysics, um, just consciousness, cosmic consciousness, and being um, tapped in with the divine God. Hmm. Um, that's a pretty popular book amongst many businessmen, many entrepreneurs, um, musicians, um, but there's a lot of other authors in that realm, and that was one of the books that really um, helped me structure on what I need to do in order to get to where I need to be. That and another author named Neville Goddard. He has a lot of lectures. Hmm. He doesn't really have a book. He does have books, but I haven't read any of his books. I just listened to him talk, and he's really big on uh, the power of the mind, metaphysics, and manifestation. Manifestation. Yeah. Even though that's a little cliche nowadays, no. I see a lot of people on social media talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And they have this whole notion, manifest this and that, but they don't take action behind it. Yeah. And that is the main pillar. I feel like if you really want something to come into fruition, you have to take the action. Yeah. You have to believe and you also have to work. Yep. You also have to work. You have to, you have to play your part. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's, the cliche thing about manifestation is thinking that it's magic mm -hmm. and thinking, you know, thinking that if I just believe, then it'll happen. It's like, no, no, yeah, you have to, you have to believe and that's your mind. And then with your body, you show you believe by acting, you know, and you act upon those things that you want to happen. Um, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm big on manifestation, but I definitely believe it. I believe in that idea where if you tell yourself something can happen and you work at it, mm -hmm. it will definitely happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, you know, you, you know, I was skateboarding um, in high school. I kind of had to stop recently because of a injury. But when I was skating, that was one of the ideas I had in my head. I'd always imagine myself landing a trick. I'd imagine it like I can do that. OK. And then I would act upon it and fall. And fall and fall, but then I would land it. Yeah. And so that's just one example where you, where manifestation plays a big part. Um, I've got to ask. So you said the divine God. Mm -hmm. So do you believe in God? I do. Mm. I believe there's one source, one power, and everybody has 
access to this power and what you do with that is up to you whether that be good or bad but in this world there's polarity so mm. that's why we see the good and the bad mm. but then some people can say um, evil or good is subjective in a sense so what someone might think is good someone might think is evil and vice versa yeah but it's one source and what you do with it on this plane is ultimately what will happen with your karma um just you know anything that's gonna happen with your your mind yeah well wow, that's okay I, I i agree i agree with that on there being um one source and and but when when you said um you know okay you did say some people believe that evil is subjective so i don't know if you're necessarily on that horse but as in, do I like believe in yeah, does do, evil exist? Yeah. Uh, yes, it does. Evil does exist, but it is from the lower impulses of man. Yes. So when you're not connected to that divine being, the source, the universe, whatever you want to call it, it has many names. It has many. In um, the new age, 2021, whatever. Yahweh. Um, you know, people do evil things in the name of god yeah <laughs> you know oh they yeah, do they do history has shown that yeah very clearly so um yeah it does exist um but in my realm i choose that it doesn't exist mm. it doesn't exist within you it's a part of me i am human but yeah. i don't act on those impulses okay okay that's that's really deep um, another thing I wanted to get at with you concerning, um, choices, I noticed, well, the way that me and Anthony bumped into one another was very peculiar and almost faded. I, uh, was delivering something for my mom to send to Nigeria and he was sending a book based on Atlantis. Um, what was, what was the title of the, the book? The Occult Sciences in Atlantis by Lewis Spence. Very interesting stuff. The Occult Sciences in Atlantis by Lewis Spence. Yep, 1970. Well, it was written before that, but the copy I had was from 1970. 1970. Yeah. Yeah. And I am, I've been working on this novel that is concerned with Atlantis. And so when he brought up that he was sending that out, and I realized that this is the guy who I've been for years, I've probably followed you since high school. Yeah. So for years, I've been looking at his posts and for a second, I almost forgot it was Anthony from high school. I thought it was, I just, I thought I had followed some philosophy page. Yeah. You're like, oh, Cozart. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I, when I turned around and saw him, I said Cozart. I didn't say Anthony because honestly, that was the first name that popped into my head because that's simply what I associate with this guy. Uh, the art is in his name. Um, and so one thing I want to know is why you're so interested in Atlantis. I feel some people can say it's folklore or myth, hmm. but a lot of a lot of evidence shows that it did exist. Okay. Um whether that is there's many locations where they said it existed, whether that was in the Sahara, the Middle East, the Fertile Crescent, mm. uh, Atlantic Ocean, the Antarctica, Egypt, Egypt, 
ancient Kemet, which is Egypt. Mm. Um, and they were just really advanced in the way they thought, the way they were structured as a civilization, um, the races amongst Atlantis, the many different races of people. And I've just always been interested in that and more so um, the spiritual side of Atlantis and mm. the, the occult side of Atlantis. Um, yeah. What the they, magical side. Yeah. What they were into. Mm -hmm. I mean, I understand the interest because there's nothing as fascinating as advanced intelligence. And then what's even more fascinating than advanced intelligence is the loss of it. Mm. Like, how did we... It makes one realize the fickleness of, of advancement itself, you know? We think that we are... The, the way that we're recording this podcast is so advanced. And um, we think that it's, like, founded. It's solid. There's no way we'll lose this. But the thing that interests me about Atlantis is that let's just say theoretically this is a place where they were more advanced than us in certain aspects mm -hmm. and yet all of that was lost all of that was lost we like to feel like america will be here forever but if based on history based on the way nations rise and fall there has been no nation that has risen that hasn't fallen mm -hmm. and no one's saying that america's gonna fall but we have to understand that it has happened to people you know they one one thing i found out off of tiktok which can teach you more than public education yeah. which is insane one thing i found off tiktok is that to this day we don't know how to make pyramids the way the mm. egyptians did to this day yep and i'm recording a podcast in a way that i could assume an egyptian could not fathom but they had a kind of knowledge that we can't fathom. And so one thing that's really interesting, I think, about that whole concept is that we need to appreciate what we have and also try to recapture those things that were lost. And that's why I'm really, I really like that you're fascinated by Atlantis because I don't know what you found in your endeavors. I, I'm hoping that you can enlighten us on something you think is cool from atlantis but um i'm not gonna press you <laughs> yeah um hmm. it's there's just so much i don't want to so i don't want to give like a political answer okay. i don't like to tiptoe around answers like you yeah. ask me the question um oh tell me let's start by talking about the caste system in atlantis was there a caste system or how was society structured um similar to egypt in a sense you know there was mm. the people at the top the kings or whatever you would want to call them but a lot of them were master teachers um the kings were like, the smartest i would uh, i wouldn't mm. say the smartest but they had power like today i feel like some people in power they're not the smartest but that's just how it is yeah you know they were put in those positions whether that was you know, on purpose or whether they, you know, have a certain tie, mm -hmm. families. Some clout. Yeah. So. Yeah. It wasn't like that in Atlantis. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, humans uh, don't change But much. more so like when it, like, don't get, don't get me wrong. Atlantis had a lot of 
error in it yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're they're human. But the one of the main things that I just loved about Atlantis is just the um, the way they were spiritually and stuff. Mm. I know the caste system, like say for Egypt, for example, you know they had the peasants, they had, you know. The noblemen, so to speak. Yeah, clergy. Maybe, yeah, uh, exactly. Spiritual. And then they had teachers. Mm-hmm. And like, say Egypt, I'm into Egypt too a lot. And I'm into the mystery schools, so to speak. So hmm. I, I like to study a lot of them. Mystery uh, schools. Yeah, like... You've, 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 you're, you're touching on a lot of things without without delving into them. Like, okay, Thoth. Uh, he, was the, he was one of the master teachers of Egypt. Okay, Thoth? Thoth, T-H-O-T-H. And mm. he wrote the emerald tablets but then there's a book now called the Kabbalion by the three initiates and they said it's from hermes trismegistus but that's really just thought but that was more in when the greeks got it Hmm. so it all ties to one thing but just like the master teachers there's many or thoth was a god in egypt but some believe that you know he was just a master teacher and he hit that level of consciousness where they considered him a god. Uh, yeah, I'd say of, a demigod. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, some say god, but I would say more of a demigod. Mm. And mathematics, alchemy, which is today science, mm. chemistry, stuff like that. And, you know, but the mystery schools, they didn't write anything down. It was all, you know, word to ear. You know, you transmitted. Yeah, mm. it, you don't write stuff down. And they just, you know, they held those secrets like the they grave. held it down. Yeah, yeah they, they held, held it down. The, they held it to the grave. Yeah. So how did you come to know about the mystery schools? Um honestly, it just came I'm not going to say it just came to me, but like I said I'm into like metaphysics and um you know, occult studies, esoteric mm-hmm. teachings, and mm-hmm. Egypt always comes up. Atlantis somewhat, but a lot of the stuff in ancient Egypt atlantis was doing the same thing or yeah. similar oh i i strongly believe that if atlantis did exist egypt was their child or like egypt spread i mean sprung from atlantis or oh, at yeah. least they gave them some of the knowledge that they have mm-hmm. oh yeah for in, sure in my opinion i think and i've read um i've read some books that refer to the egyptians i think herodotus Herodotus refers to the Egyptians and he talks about how they knew about Atlantis or they knew about a higher a higher people who mm-hmm, were just mm-hmm. noble like they were just more noble yeah. than the average people and um but I don't know if it was nationalism or something like that that then they just wanted to associate them with the um with Athens you know they wanted mm-hmm. to associate okay. them with themselves so I didn't know if I could necessarily believe that a hundred percent um but everything's you know speculative like we weren't there so yeah you know i believe a lot of this stuff um you know that what was it the book the story of atlantis that i just gave you or Mm -hmm. whatever um i believe it has a lot of fact in it but once again we weren't there so yeah who knows (laughs) yeah who knows but one thing i like to believe about um the acquisition of knowledge right is that there is something worth finding in every piece of work, as in um, everything in this book that you've given me, the story of Atlantis, might not be true, um, but there are pieces, at least, that you can find that will help you advance like in life. And that's, that's what I found 
in my walk, in my like spiritual walk, trying to find truth and things like that, I've realized that you can find truth in more places than you think. One thing that happens, um, one thing that I've noticed that happens with pe- people like to raise the value of a text because it's in antiquity, because it's in, mm-hmm. because it's, yeah. because it's old, mm-hmm. it's 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 legit, yeah, you know. Yeah. And somebody will make something now, and when somebody makes something now, it's awkward to say it's profound and say that this is like classic. We have to remember this forever because you feel like it's young. Yeah, you feel like it's young. But the thing about text is that it's as it's as old and it's as young as it is. It doesn't have age. It's not yeah. linked to time. And I think a lot of texts that were so-called found, they could have been fudged mm. and they could have been found or created, written probably in the last 100 to 200 years. Yeah. So, And then in order for them, for them to... They want people to take it seriously, so they say it was written 500 years yeah, ago. Yeah, because the winners rewrite history, so... You know, mm. if people want you, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love how you're trying not to get yeah. canceled. You're yeah. not, that's not, yeah. you know. It's like, just go in, right? Bro? Yeah, just go in, <laughs> go man. In. I mean, that's what, that's why people listen to pods is yeah. because they want to hear something <laughs> yep. that they would not, you know, that no one would want to say. Yeah. Um, And, that, you know, that's what we're trying to do right now. So getting back to the choices that you've made concerning your acquisition of knowledge. Um, how would you say, because I've listened to some of your music too. Okay. Um, yeah, y'all go should, check that yeah, out. Man. Yeah, go check that out, please. It's 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 very um, lyric focused. Okay. That's one thing I noticed about I your like music that. is that it is heavily lyric focused. Um, Which people don't listen to lyrics nowadays, but yeah. we're bringing it back. You know, people don't, <laughs> exactly. No, it's true. You are, going uphill when you focus on the lyrics more than you know people nowadays are focused on the vibe yeah because people just go in the studio and freestyle i like to songwrite i'm actually a writer i could freestyle but i like to songwrite yeah you like to write you like to create a body of text and then turn it into sound Mm -hmm. and give it you know give it to the listener and that and that would you say that the knowledge you've acquired or your constant pursuit reading these books posting these quotes would you say that's the reason why you're focused on lyrics um or have you always been no not necessarily um i think when i first started making music i was just trying to find a sound Mm. and then as i've gone on the path as i like to call it Mm. um I started to learn more about myself. And I feel like most artists nowadays, they don't make it or they can't make it because they don't know themselves. Mm. And in order for you to really stand out from the crowd, you have to know yourself because you have to be original. You can have similar sounds, but people want to... You got to say what you mean and mean what you say. I'm not yeah. saying, you know, do anything outlandish, you know, but you have to... People, the listeners can feel that. Yeah. So just the stuff that I read... um, you know, it's just kind of helped me record sound. I would say more like on, say, uh, when we were talking about Egypt, there's like hermeticism and there's many, mm. there's seven principles 
and like polarity and cause and effect. And if I do this uh, dark tone, it's going to give this kind of feel. Maybe I need a more light tone. Maybe this beat has a dark tone, hmm. but I want to mix some light with the dark tone. Um, you know, just different things like that. I like to incorporate uh, the teachings that I learned within my music because music is frequency. Hmm. So I definitely feel that with the right frequencies and the right lyrics, it can touch people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely true. Um, some of your songs did touch me and the way they did was, was through those, through the lyrics, really through the lyrics, um, less, less about a vibe and more about like, I was, I was listening, wondering what you're going to say next, whether I was going to gain from it. And I can tell you're in the business of having your listener gain something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. about, we're about, um, you know, I don't like to dumb things down. Um, yeah. I think a lot of rappers, artists, singers dumb things down on purpose to sell music. Yeah. And I remember I was watching something where Kanye West was saying, he says, I don't care how many records you sold, are you connecting? Mm. And that really stuck with me because a lot of people are just trying to, you know, there's nothing wrong with money. Money's a great thing. Yeah. It, you know, it gives us a fulfilling life yeah. and everything in it. But people are just doing it for the wrong reasons. And yes. I don't even like to tell people I rap because it's cliche. You ask any guy nowadays, I'm a rapper. Yeah. You're not yeah, really yeah. rapping. You have no catalog, uh, discography. You don't really do anything. You're just going in the studio, getting high and making music. I, I understand what you're saying. And yeah. I think what you're getting at is that you don't like when capitalism corrupts the art yeah it's, it's inevitable it's inevitable you know? though yeah. that's why yeah dudes, i'm not mad at it it's yeah. just how it is yeah and that's why dudes walk around saying i'm a rapper i'm a rapper it's networking they're they're they, they're trying to get as many listeners as possible and they're not focused on their craft they're focused on selling records i don't even think it's much about selling records they just want followers mm. and what is that about i've never been the type of guy to go chase followers yeah you know, I understand that if if you're a leader and you say what you mean, people are going to follow you regardless. You yeah. don't have to beg people to follow you. So yeah. I never go on there and yo or over promote myself. Yeah. If you like my music, you like it. If you don't. OK, that's cool. Yeah. At least hopefully you like me as an artist or as a person. So that's how I see it. I want to tell you about this, um, the way I think about art and um, the way I think about it is with this acronym, um, the author, the reader and the text. It makes art. Um, and what happens is, is when one of these things aren't in balance with one another, essentially when the author is prioritized or whether the text is prioritized or if the reader is prioritized, it's, it, it can squander the creative process mm. and squander the art. Because what happens is when someone's trying to dumb down their music for the reader, they're prioritizing the listener, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're, they're prioritizing the IQ of someone nah. and they're saying, ah, they won't get it if I am this smart. Mm -hmm. Let me mumble. Man, you don't understand how many times people have told me dumb my shit now. Yeah, they, they probably have told <laughs> you you're saying too much. They've, yeah. Yeah. They probably yeah. told you you're saying too much. Say less. Let the beat ride. Mm -hmm. You know, just but, go in there and make a vibe, which yeah. is nothing wrong with that. But no, that's not me. That's not exactly. That's not you. Um, that's what artists don't prioritize. They, it happens a lot, especially with music. 
less with painting and um, art like that. Painters, they sort of know that this is, I'm doing this for me, you know? Mm-hmm. But with music, because it's such a, a symbiotic relationship, you know? This artist is saying, like, um, best case scenario, you're performing your song on the stage and the reader, the, you know, keeping the author-reader texting in mind. The reader is the listener and the author is the one speaking and they're both communing with the text, mm-hmm. right? And so when they're communing with this text, that is the song. A problem that happens is that a lot of, a lot of authors like to make sure that the reader, like it's all about the reader, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it has yeah. to be, it has to be sex, money, drugs. Uh-huh. That's what the reader is interested in. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to give them. And, <clears throat> you know, it's. Because of that, you do get some songs that are tailored for readers and it might be good. But in my opinion, that can't, it can never be true art. You know, it can never be true art. It, it is lopsided. It's art where the reader's focus, the reader seems bigger than the text and the author, Mm -hmm. you know? And that, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't track with, with real artists. Um, not to throw any shade at any artists or anything. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're not doing. We're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> However, you make your money and put food on your table is your choice. Just exactly. With every choice you make, there is, you know, for every cause there's an effect. So mm-hmm. if you're putting out bad energy, just expect that back. Yeah, facts exactly. And so I think an example though that has happened in the music industry is the disrespect. They disrespect the text by making. The sh- they make the song. If you've noticed, a lot of songs are two minutes long now, for re- oh, yeah. for replays. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I do do that. Hmm. Uh, but what's your purpose when you do it for the replays? Uh, at first it was for that, but okay. at the same time, it's the attention span of the listener is not mm. there anymore. Mm. <laughs> They're not. I read something that says. The human has a shorter attention span than a goldfish now. What? I don't know how true that is. <laughs> they said our attention span is about six seconds. In- because what? look, TikTok, short videos. Instagram, short That's videos. What's now they have YouTube shorts, short mm-hmm. videos. Nobody can even sit down and read 10, 20 pages in a book. Hmm. Like everything is the next. Everything okay. is a dopamine rush. Yeah. So if you don't catch that listener quick or if the song's not quick, people can get bored. And that's true. You so, know, sometimes I like to throw the bait out and then you're like, oh, uh, reel it in and then get to learn the real. Yeah. Sometimes you yes. got to reel it in. You got to give them the bait. Smuggle. Yeah. I hate in. to say it like that, but sometimes I got to throw the bait out for them. No, that makes sense. And in all honesty, that's you considering the reader's attention span. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. And um, one thing that keeping the author, the reader, and the text in mind, one thing that I learned about writing, and this is just. I, I'm writing a novel, you know, I learned about paragraph breaks and how when a, when a reader, when the writer wants the reader, when he wants to keep their attention, those paragraphs are shorter because of the attention span. It's much easier to read a short paragraph and then jump to the next one yeah. and then jump to the next one as opposed to it being a long page. Mm-hmm. And you, you read, so you know. Like yeah, I kind of do that on my Instagram <laughs> posts. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. kind of separate it a little bit instead of just putting one uh, big caption. Yeah, because that big thing looks like a mountain. It doesn't look like you can climb it. 
You yeah, know? but yeah. when you separate it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see memes. People are like, "Ain't nobody reading all that." And I've had <laughs> people tell me that, like, "I'm not reading that." Yeah, yeah. They'll <laughs> tell cool. you that because it looks massive, but then we we cut it down, mm-hmm. even though it's the same amount of content. When they see that it's split, they're like, "Okay, eh, okay." Yeah, it's and not they that read, bad. <laughs> yeah, they read one paragraph and then they're like, "I'll read the next one." Yeah, I'll read the next one. Yeah. So to a certain extent, yes, you do have to consider your reader and their whether you're entertaining them thoroughly you know um one of the things in writing that i think is key is to entertain first to persuade second and then the third the last thing you're doing is in informing okay mm. the the yeah. information though should come seamlessly they don't know when you're putting them on mm. they don't know when you're putting them on they they're just they're bopping their head and then they hear it just kind of slips in there yeah they yeah. hear truth um so yeah, to a certain extent, we can consider, we should consider our reader, but that's all within balance. As in, I'm considering you, but I'm not about to make this song, I'm not, a, I'm not about to make this song a minute and 10 seconds, even though I have another verse for it that's fire. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, As in, yeah. y- you would have kept going. Like the song is actually meant to be three minutes and 30 seconds, but then you're like... I got to get those plays. It's like, no, that song isn't what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why it's not is because you've you've put the Trinitarian relationship that is art, it's out of balance. One side is too heavy. Mm-hmm. One side okay. is too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you put that. That put it in perspective for me. Mm, that's wow. Me. Yeah. No, that's great, man. And, and see, this is what I'm saying. That's why we have to link more, man. Yeah. Man. You know, yeah. I think we're, um, I think me and you can have a lot of conversations where we um, sort of sharpen, we sharpen one another. Um, yeah, sharpen because, the iron. Yeah, yeah. Iron sharpen iron, you know, and um, we can definitely also create some things. Yeah. I'm actually looking for i'm always down to create things to create yep um yeah because we're both we're both artists we're both creators uh one thing i want to know and we're going back you know this is this is about you, you okay yeah, this yeah. is about you this, this is this is about the choices that you've made you know i'm choice but this is about the, <laughs> <laughs> this is about the choices that you've made and um so one choice that i want to get at is i listen i so i I didn't listen to the whole thing, but I listened to your last album, um, and I think it was like twenty tracks on there. Now I'm thinking is what was my last music? I released so much music, I forget. World of Caesar. I think it was about fourteen. It was about fourteen tracks. I don't try to make it too long. It was the one with the with the geometric shapes on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. World of Caesar. Yeah. World of Shout Caesar. Shout out to Forgotten. He produced most of that. Oh wow! For okay. guy, we need to link. If you ever hear this, <laughs> you will hear this in the future. He should. He yeah, should. he will. And yeah, I'm gonna fly out to you, and we gonna work in the studio for like a week, like on some Kanye shit. I love it. I love it. There are um, there are 14 tracks on here, and it you can tell just just based on titles alone that your mind is focused on spiritual matters, you know, mm-hmm. on, on like the first song is called paradigm shift. Then we yep, have gold yep. palace, mind's eye and dramadon Roman circus, absolute grim reaper, commando daybreak, moving mountains, opus in plain sight, Michelangelo solitude leads to reflection. 
Those are all the songs. There was a weird synchronization, uh, synchronization with that hmm. album. It was so I was emailing different um, labels. Yeah, and this song "Mount uh, Moving Mountains." I recorded it, and I'm like, okay. Usually, when I record a track and it sounds good, I'm like, okay, it was already gonna be on there. So I'm like, okay. So I'm sending out just uh, demos. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking to sign, but if someone, you know, someone wants to work, yeah. let's work. So of course, of course. I'm sending it out to many different labels. I'm not going to say what labels. Uh, and then, what was it, like 10 minutes after Travis Scott tweeted something, I guess he was, I'm not saying he saw what I sent him, but <laughs> it was a synchronization because the song was called Moving Mountains, and then he tweeted, this is going to move mountains. Huh. And when I saw that, and they say there's... There's a saying, a universal law that says, coincidence is universal law not recognized. Hmm. Chance is universal law not recognized. So people that say, oh, that's just a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences to that nature. Okay. So when I saw that, not necessarily saying he saw it, but I'm saying this is headed on the right path. Yeah. Or another one when I had a song on uh, Chapter Zero is another mixtape I have. at The last song, the bonus track, is called, uh, what is that song called? I make so much music, man. I, I forgot. You do. <laughs> you do. Um, dang, I can't believe it. It's one of my most played songs on Spotify, too. I oh, can't. Yeah, I know I about it. It has like one. the Matrix. Okay, anyways. I am free. I am free. There I you am go. Free, I yeah. feel bad for forgetting my own songs. Yeah. I hate 100, doing that. 100,000 plays, man. Yeah. How'd you? Wow. Yeah, I didn't even notice it was that much. 105,000 plays. I knew that song. I knew something about that song was special because when I made it, Okay, so Forgotten made the beat. Shout out to Forgotten again. Mm. Um, it had the Matrix thing. And Matrix, the first Matrix is uh, one of my favorite movies. I don't watch movies really, but that is probably one of my favorite movies. Mm. So I remember watching that movie again. And then he put that beat up with, in the beginning, it has... Um, Morpheus talking to Neo saying he has to let go and free his mind. Hmm. And I thought that was a synchronization because I watched the movie and then he posted the beat and then I already had lyrics in my head. And I'm like, I have to post this. Like I have to release it because the universe is telling me this this is one this is a good song. Yeah. Because it's telling me, like, if you pay attention, it'll if tell you. you. Mm -hmm. And like Absol, another one of my favorite rappers, shout out to him. He said I never paid tuition. I just paid attention. Mm. And yeah, hey, yeah. Sometimes you just got to pay attention to the signs, you know. If Be you, aware. It, yeah, it'll show you. And I thought that was another synchronization that really helped in shit. And it's, it's clear. Yeah, you look it's at it, one, yeah, it's right there. Yeah, it's really big in Germany. I have a wow. lot of I have a lot of listeners in Europe, Russia, uh, Argentina, Brazil. Interesting. Yeah, United States too. But um, in the United States, I feel like someone has to co-sign you. Yeah. Say like if Drake said, "Yo, Kozar's going crazy," then no. <laughs> you know everybody's gonna ride the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, yeah, um, yeah. America is definitely more um, cutthroat. Yeah, you know, which I ain't mad at it, but you know, it's a hard market to get into. But it, it is. You know, I feel like in Europe, in Russia, and other countries, they appreciate the art more. Hmm. Not so much as, oh, he's with this person, he's with this label, he's worked with this person. Yeah, they're more so, what is this guy giving me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you if if I were to go over to Europe tomorrow, I, 
I'd probably be a star to those people, you know? That'd be, that's so, that's, that's awesome. And I feel like that's the way, in, in my opinion, I think that's the way the artist should be perceived. As in when, and it does happen, you know, when an artist is in a zone or they reach a peak that is appreciated. It doesn't matter if you don't know them when you're watching them in that zone. They become a a demigod of yeah. sorts, you know? It's happened to me. I've I've been walking down the streets, not in Houston, it doesn't happen often in Houston. I think it was I think I was in Santa Monica and there was a guy on the side playing like five instruments or something at the same time live, you know? And he was just like doing it in the moment. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know his name. But in that moment, I was like, this guy is phenomenal. Like this guy deserves my attention. Yep. And I, I need to I need to give him something right now, you know? And it's easy for people to do that on site, but with the internet and with the heavy saturation, yeah. they might stumble upon your song and then, you know, that attention span. You are like you know, they'll stumble upon your song, but then there's thousands of artists. There, It's not like you've appeared in front of them, you know? I feel like with Americans, you might actually grasp more if you were present, you know? Yeah, they like to see visuals. They like to see I visuals. And I have not one music video out. Hmm. I'm That's... waiting. I, I want to work on music videos, but I'm very picky on visuals. Hmm. And I'm not just working with anybody on visuals. Hmm. So until that time comes... Yeah, I gotta wait. Okay, okay. So you're waiting on a, a some some high end stuff. Not even high end, just because you know I got... need someone that's thinking on the same frequency as I am. Ah. I'm not saying like they gotta be. I'm not calling myself like a genius or you no, know, no, being no. arrogant. But I'm just saying they have to have like the mindset. Okay, they know my brand. They know. Mm. They can see my Instagram, for instance. Like yeah. people send me beats every day, and then they. If you did any homework, you can kind of pick on the sound I have. They're mm. sending me random Track beats. beats. Yeah, like I don't. That's not even my style, yo. Yeah. So if a if a videographer, a music video person, knew how to tailor that kind of mystical kind of that's you know that atmosphere that's yeah. Cozart, mm. then we can work. But until then, it doesn't even have to be, it could be low budget, but yeah. you need to, you know, let's go somewhere that gives it that feel. Know the feel of the song, know the atmosphere, and let's work. Yeah. Hey, you heard him. He's trying to work. You yeah, might, let's work. You might just end up working with me, man. You know, I got some camera equipment. That, let's I, do it, man. I got that, got that. Yeah, I see. You know, it, it doesn't even, I don't need, you know, a $100,000 music video. <laughs> like, you really don't. It's all about the vision. It is. It's all about the it idea. Is. And one thing that I learned recently about doing things well is that a lot of people are afraid to do things because they don't think that they can do them well. Mm. But the it's a conundrum. I mean, it's a conundrum sort of because you can't do things well unless you do things. And the fastest way to get good at doing something well is to do it a lot. You have to put in those hours, 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours, you know. Yep. Usually when people see someone that's, it seems effortless, it seems like they're not trying, it's because they've put in that time, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it it did take effort. But now the thing that they do that amazes people doesn't amaze them anymore. It's it's every day. They do that every day, yeah. you know? Um, and so we, 
we should think like that when it comes to creating art as well. Um, that's my problem. I found that to be my problem with my writing is that sometimes I won't write because I mm. don't think I'm going to write well. Mm. But it's like, yeah, you're not going to write well all the time. Yeah, you got to kind of force it. I, yeah. I don't even I don't like to force my art, but it's true. you have to have that discipline because if you're not say for me, for example, if I'm not writing a verse a day or making a beat a day or mixing a track a day, there's someone that wants it so-called more than me even though oh, i yeah. wanted more than them but they you know in their head they wanted more than me and they're you know they're working every night i've had people that i know that do music and they say their job interferes or you know yeah it's just certain th- like if you wanted that bad man you're gonna make it work you're gonna make it work there's times where i, I work 11 hours a day man so wow you know I'll come home and work <laughs> after yeah. working out. So I don't, yeah, no, discipline is key, whether that's through music or even in the esoteric studies. If you look at any esoteric teacher, when people try to get into sidekick stuff or anything, you can't even get into that stuff until you have some sort of discipline in your life. Yeah. No, if discipline. not, you're going to go wacko. <laughs> <laughs> now, discipline is key for yeah, everything. Man. I like the Spartans for that reason. I definitely put the Spartans, hmm. you know, I channel the Spartans when I'm working out or if I'm in go mode. Oh wow! I channel them, yes, for sure. I like the Spartans too. Spartans are amazing. Incred- I, you know, they they had some insanely t- intense. Yeah, they were physically and metaphysically. Yeah, and you know, they had their leisure that was a bit touchy, but you know, <laughs> other than that, let's get into that. Let's get into let's that go. a bit, huh? Let's go. Yeah, I mean, tell me about the leisure. They were just, you know, they would drink a lot and they would party a lot, and you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not that type of person. I mean, they're a Greek. Yeah, you know, I'm not the type of, you know, I gotta be careful. But yeah, I'm not that type yeah. of person. So, you know, I try to, I don't even much go out to clubs. I've never been to a club in my life. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. I've been to the bar a few times. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I go to house parties from time to time if I'm invited. But, you know. Yeah. But when they were time to go, it, when it was time for war or time to trained military they were ready to go and they were connected with nature and everything and i feel like a lot of people like that nowadays just that discipline yeah yeah people very much so they like discipline they um a lot of people have have a they, they have an audacity as though they don't need to be disciplined to get what disciplined people get yeah, man, it's like people say, for example, rappers, some rappers, they want to make it, but then they only put out one track every six months. Yeah. And then they wonder why they don't get results. <laughs> and it's yeah. like. Uh, there man. are people there. Yeah, are, they like yeah. the idea of success. Yeah. You you love the idea of success. But they don't want to put in the work. Mm-hmm. It's not a genie in the bottle. They think. You can't just rub the lamp and, oh, here it's here. No, you got to put in that time because what what an overnight success you look at somebody like that, trust me, their blood, sweat, and tears went to that shit. Yeah. Unless they had some connection and what is fast doesn't last. Just believe. Hey, best believe. I like <laughs> that. What is fast does not last. And whenever, for the most part, I don't, I haven't looked into it, but I can bet that for the most part, whenever an art, whenever there is a one hit wonder, that's not their first song. Oh, no. Nah, it's most, not their first song. More than likely not. It's more than likely not their first 30 songs like it's yeah, not they in the put top out. they probably put out way more songs and then they get that one hit and you know that's ba- that's a 
terrible scenario you're a one-hit wonder yeah that that's offensive that or you're an industry plant yeah 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 i would say russ for example people always called him an industry plant or one-hit wonder but he definitely had a discography behind him Mm -hmm. and he's definitely one person when i heard him talk i don't really listen to his music um but as a person and seeing his interviews he drops knowledge and and i like that so you know i listen to what he has to say and he definitely um you know, has that work ethic that a lot of people don't have. And I respect that. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take a long look to realize Russ is disciplined. Yeah, for sure. You got to be. Yeah. got to be. Yeah. yeah. That fire. I don't, you know, I don't know how he is today, but definitely <laughs> not like, you know, I don't, yeah, you know, because yeah. sometimes when people get that success, you know, they kind of just ease back, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, up to them. But when he was on the come up, you know, he definitely was hungry. He was hungry. And then and then he got results. And and then, yeah, that's a disrespectful thing. People. People call him a one. People called him a one hit wonder. Was it? A song? Yeah, industry um, plan one hit wonder. I don't even song. know, man. Like <laughs> I just knew a lot of uh, girls I talked to. They used to like Russ. Mm. Yeah, mm. <laughs> understandable. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, when it comes to when it comes to creation and being disciplined, we can't. Me and you, we know that we can't slack, and yet. I found that I slack, and I you we know, all do. Yeah, we From all time do. to time. We all do, and slacking is relative, right? Because you know, you might think it's slacking if you spent thirty minutes or an hour on a beat, mm-hmm. you know, and not, you know, you and then you were like, ah, I'm tired and I'm done. But yeah, some I'm people, done, and then I'll probably go do something else that's not as important. Yeah, Man. yeah, exactly. For you, that's that's slacking, but for someone putting in an hour is is legit a day like that's work you know putting in work and so i think the best mindset to have is that you're always you like you should always feel like you're slacking that you're not doing as much as you could do you know or i I guess for some people it's like you feel like there aren't enough hours in the day to do what you want to do have you ever felt that way like there you don't have enough time uh, I used to feel like that, but mm-hmm. a lot of the times when I uh, look back and analyze my days, I was bullshitting uh, <laughs> in the beginning. Um, I've definitely gotten better. Um, yeah. I definitely have a um, strict regiment, almost militaristic in a sense, mm-hmm. on how I approach things. So if it's not making music, um, reading, working out, um meditating i meditate every day um mm. it doesn't it, you know all that other stuff yo let's go hang out this i'm not really trying to hang out with you yo yeah yeah and there's nothing i'm not trying to offend anybody if that's what you do that's what you do but that's just not me yeah i understand that yeah you're always in the mode of um of, of some sort of creation yeah i have to create i'm in love with my inventions i'm in love with everything in that realm and anything else is a distraction there's a quote and it says anything that distracts is evil Hmm. and i definitely believe that if you're distracted whether that's your friends um family you know you have to make time for people that you love but you know when you're distracted stop being distracted there's so many distractions nowadays whether that's through streaming netflix hulu um it's infinite yeah it's it's ridiculous yeah and i look at people like napoleon he conquered italy when he was 25 and 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 like five five he was like five six yeah. or something i don't know about that i actually heard he was about probably five ten i think that's a oh math. yeah he no wasn't way. i don't i don't know but it's the napoleon syndrome yeah but i heard he was actually pretty tall i don't know where that came from hmm. but 
Plot twist. Yeah, I don't know. Don't don't <laughs> quote me on that. But yeah, people but yeah. like that and Alexander the Great. Like these people were going they were, in. They were youngins. Yeah, people are chasing too much dopamine. You got to chill on the dopamine sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's a drug. It, it, it legit is, and mm-hmm. you can you can be hooked on it. Um, and and you know people act, try to act like, oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. But it's like okay, then just stop. And then yeah, you, society's yeah. hooked on dopamine and fear. Mm. Yeah, people are addicted to fear and they don't even know it. The fear down. of success, the fear of what's going to happen next, the fear of what's going to happen around them. Listen to your inner voice. Take action and do what you do. Stop seeking validation from others. Hmm. Too many people are looking for outside validation instead of listening to God, their own inner voice. That's hmm. talking to them. Hmm. I don't get that. It's free. Do it while you can. Yeah. No, that is a hundred percent. It's free. It's free. Meditation's free. Breathing. There's power in breath. That's the first thing we do when we come in this world and the last thing that we do when we leave. But yet people a lot of people you ask them when was the last time you actually connected your breaths and were conscious about your breathing? They can't answer that question. When you know how to harness that and that prana, you have the power. Wow. Wow. Dude, you can keep on going. I, 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 you're dropping gems. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, when you... I don't remember the last time I yeah, most connected my breaths. Yeah. Even uh, if it's for five, ten minutes a day, people say it's hard to meditate. I, I look at it like this. You're not going to go to the gym and squat 300 pounds on your first time or bench press 300 pounds. You're going to exactly. start off on the bar or you're just going to do some push-ups, whatever it is, however your skill set is. And then over time, you start to add more weight. You compound it. Same with meditation. Don't try to go and meditate for 30, 40 minutes. It's not going to happen. Don't try to clear your thoughts all the way. That's not going to happen. You need to analyze your thoughts and see that some of your thoughts, aren't. they don't have to be a part of you. A lot of the thoughts that we have are other people's thoughts hmm. that we've latched onto our psyche, our subconscious mind. And when you hmm. can analyze what's really your thoughts and have the true thoughts, your life moves differently. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a sort of inception when people think that they came up with that idea. Yeah, a lot of it is just whether that's through TV, uh, peers, family. Um, yeah. You know, certain, um, even certain books. Some people read certain books and then they write on dogma and ideologies that it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you can you can read things and not hold on to it that much. Like, I read a ton of books. Yeah. And... I don't believe everything I read, but it makes me ponder. It makes me think about things yeah. because when you hold on to too many ideologies, you can't really connect to that source because you're blocked on certain philosophies. Mm. And a lot of people are scared of reading certain books because they feel like they'll lose their way because there is there is a power in books. It's true. Oh, yeah. But I feel like when one has a full under, not a full understanding, but a a good understanding of themselves and what they stand for and what they believe in. There's no work of art that you can engage with that would move you out of your way if you understand yourself. But a lot of people who are very spiritually minded will do something like, um, what? Um, like for instance, I've met some Christians who don't watch movies at all Mm. because they're just like, they're made by the world when you see it. A movie shows the highlights of the world. No movie ever shows the dull parts. They only show the highlights of the world, things like that. Damn, are they Orthodox Christian? You, you, That's pretty hardcore. No, I, you know, no, it's uh, within the Pentecostal circles. Okay. Yeah, okay. so not even, you know, not even anything crazy. But I get 
what you're afraid of. But what I don't understand is how you believe you can be moved. Like, you believe that you'll leave that theater and now because you you saw John Wick get 500 headshots. You're, shout out John Wick. Shout out John Wick. <laughs> now that you've seen John Wick get 500 headshots, you're going to, you can't, you, you'll, you can't forget about murder or yeah. murder is going to be sitting on your mind and keeping mm-hmm. you sad or something like that. No, if you know yourself, that's one thing is, is, is knowing yourself and knowing how to engage with art, you know, and that's what I was saying earlier about how there's, there's truth in a lot of things, in almost everything, in almost every piece of art, there's truth in there. Like um, one thing that I found that's about human nature concerning John Wick is like when you watch it, you realize that this movie, like when you consider the author, the reader, and the text, this movie is made for the reader. And in it, you are satisfied by a man killing hundreds of men because they killed his dog. So yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's yeah, yeah. crazy. Cause it's I think cons- about Instagram. Someone kills an animal, or you see an animal get hurt. Everybody uproars, but yeah, nobody says a thing when millions of people get killed on movies. It's insane. And mm-hmm. so instead of, and somebody might not watch the movie and then just, um, and they never get that thought, you know, because they didn't watch the movie. But I came to a realization about human nature just from John Wick that we don't, we familiarity truly does breed contempt we Mm. don't we don't feel like a human life is that important because we have one Mm. but for some reason the the foreignness of a dog's death like this thing isn't human it's nothing like me and it has died Mm -hmm. we can appreciate that in a way that we can appreciate human death and it made me realize that about myself because i sat through that whole movie i was I was seeing him. I was almost cheering him on. <laughs> I, was, I was almost yeah. cheering him on. I was like, yeah, they killed your dog, bro. I almost thought I would do the same thing. No. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't. But for a lot of people, they agree with that, you know. But having a knowledge of oneself, I can see that, gain that truth about human nature because it's the truth. Um, another fun fact is like during the Coliseum um fights when gladiators would fight sometimes they fight wild wild animals Mm -hmm. and whenever and the thing elephants are one of the most intelligent animals on earth besides us and elephants they cry when they're sad Mm, and so yeah so in ancient rome during these Colosseum fights sometimes the elephants would just put their head down and start crying and the crowd will beg for their life like the crowd would be like, please, y'all can't kill this elephant. Mm. It's legit crying. We have to let it go. And sometimes the elephant will become an honorary guest. <laughs> but let a man beg for his life in that theater, in the gladi- in, in the, the gladi- in the gladiatorial the space. Circus, oh, you want to beg for your life? That's a coward. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a coward. That's someone. And then he has the audacity to scream something like, I just want to be alive for my daughter or something. They'd be like, <laughs> This yeah. guy can't even fight. They don't even care. Yeah. So it goes. And so that's me connecting John Wick to these uh, to these Roman spectators watching men die live. You'll think back. Oh, those people were brutes. They enjoyed watching men die. We enjoy watching men die today. And we satisfy ourselves by saying it's not real. But we're dissatisfied 
when the death doesn't look real on screen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? If mm-hmm. if somebody gets shot and they say, ah, I've been shot. Oh, the life is escaping me. And we can tell it's fake. We get angered by that. We're like, nah, this doesn't look real enough. I want to believe that he died. Mm-hmm. That's a truth about human nature. And it's it's in all of us. Yeah, we, it, it, human nature is... <laughs> It's a human nature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah human no. nature is human nature. Human there's nature a, is human there's nature. There's a great yeah. book on that that I actually read. Um, I've read bits and pieces. It's a pretty dense book it's called The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. He wrote mm. The 48 Laws of Power, Art of Seduction, 33 Strategies of War, Mastery, all those. That's one of my favorite authors. But that book really breaks down um, human nature. Mm. Like, it so was, it came out in. 2018 so it's fairly new but oh okay he's a very uh well-known author yeah i might need to i might need to check yeah that it's out. a great book yeah but that being said like there's so so essentially what i'm getting at is that with all art you can find something that's true in there you know and if you make sure that you you yourself aren't corrupted um by it which is, you know, that could be with any art. You know, some a lot of Christians don't like listening to worldly music mm-hmm. because that's the thing about music is one of the most intimate forms of art. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you move to it and, and, and it's a part of you. So they don't want to be involved with it. But in the same way, you can draw truth from it. When I listen to music, that's how I'm thinking of it. You know, I'm trying to draw truth from it, trying to analyze human nature. These guys... A lot of people like to believe that um, um, they're spewing lies, you know, they're spewing lies. These worldly artists are spewing lies. But in actuality, they're just telling their truths and their truths. If the, the true artists, the good artists are telling the truth yeah. and their truths might be things you don't agree with. And but in at the end of the day, they're their truths. You understand? Yeah, it's, yeah. Them. it's them. It's them. And so to act as though. They don't exist, or you're just like ah, now nah, I'm never gonna listen to you. You're you're denying humanity, and but how do you do that? How do you do that when every day you're dealing with fallen people, left and right, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah. then you won't engage with that person because they're making music. It's it's a trip, man. Yeah, it's a trip. Shout out to Drake, man. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to Drake. Nah, he he's he's an interesting fella. He's an yeah. interesting fella, you know. And man, I don't even want to. I don't even want to get into the. Me and him gonna make music one day. Hey, that'll be awesome, man. That'll be awesome. I feel like you would have to. I feel like you'd have to sacrifice some though. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, just uh, you know, my sound of music. Yeah, yeah. You you might want to. You know, you might need to change the change the sound to adapt and create. Yeah, um, who knows? Them. But it's, I mean, in in my opinion, I just feel like the best music comes from a place of truth. Yeah, where where, where the artist is being true to themselves in hopes that you can relate with it. That's all that it is, you know. Yeah, and if you don't relate with it, at least you can analyze it and understand it, you know. Um, and so that's why I'll never. Some people look down on people for listening to certain music. They're like. I used to be that person, yeah. but I stopped. I stopped. I have to realize that everybody's on a different path, yeah. and um, more. Some people are elevated more than others. I don't even like to say that. Yeah, um, that sounds a bit. Elitist, yeah, yeah, a bit elitist. But yeah, but you know, 
I had to stop doing that. You no, know? it's the truth. Is, I had yeah. to stop. Uh, you know, who am I to judge? Yeah. No, that's that's one hundred percent true. That you're on your wavelength. That's how you. You know, that's that's the kind of things you like. People like other things. Yeah, just if they come around me speaking nonsense, I'm just gonna ignore them. <laughs> I'm not. I'm done. You know, with the confrontations, I used to you know debate a lot, but hmm. as time has went on, it's best to just keep my sanity. Ah, I yeah. understand. I understand. What kind of debates would you get in over shit. music, huh? Music, anything, shit. Anything? I, I used to love to debate. I mean, <laughs> you used to love to debate. I like, love to like debate in a myself. sense, like uh, people say I did. I just have. I'm passionate of what I and what I believe and what mm. I talk about. So, yeah. Sometimes you know, like I say, um, uh, sometimes my light shines bright and yeah. it attracts moths. So. <laughs> <laughs> So some people are going to come out the woodwork and try to test what you believe. Yeah. And you got to stand on all 10. Wow, wow, wow. No, I really I really like that you're saying that cuz I'm I'm sort of the same way. People like to call me argumentative. But No, you're just passionate. I'm just passionate. Yeah, you're passionate. Extremely so. And one thing with me is that when I'm in a debate with someone, I'm in there like and it might seem like I'm 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 never I it might seem like I'm mad but it's no it's just passion. Yeah. And a lot of people I've had and that's why I was wondering why you stopped debating because for a, a lot of people I have to figure I had to figure out that they can't handle a passionate conversation because by the end of it they don't like they want to cut you off. You know? Yeah, you, I used you, to know this one guy that was like, man, he was man, he would debate everything, man. Hmm. It, he was yeah energy vampire um oh, you gotta man. watch out for these energy vampires man. yeah yeah they'll suck the life out of you they keep arguing and keep doing this and that it's just it's crazy yeah we you know there there are energy vampires who they do they they have a lot of fallacies in their arguments mm-hmm. where and sometimes oh they'll, they'll start losing so then they'll come for you instead of the concept you're yep. talking about instead of the principle you're getting at they say something like you're stupid, yep. you know, or, you know, they just start instead of talking about what you were talking about, they start talking about you in hopes that you shrivel, mm-hmm. you know, in hopes that you repress your light. And um, yeah, definitely. I agree with you on staying away from those people. Or sometimes I'll, you know, someone will, um, you know, I'll talk, you know, they're asking about what should I do about this or this and that. And then I start talking to them about it and they're like oh you're insulting me i'm not insulting you i'm describing you like i'm just (laughs) not like in that sense but it's like you want to know like who am i as a person to lie to you and Mm. tell you something that is i'm not i'm not going to sugarcoat it yeah but at the same time i'm not going to go in there and say something brutally out of line like back then i would be like "Mm, this person's feelings (laughs) you know but you know i i definitely um you know sometimes you gotta let people know how it is. I understand that. One line I like to say whenever I'm describing someone yeah, as you, you, you got to describe like people, that. they get yeah, mad. One, one line describing. I like to say is that if I hated you, I would lie to you. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't tell you the truth. Exactly. Like, I, I am not trying to hurt you. I am trying to tell you what I see. And mm-hmm. then now if you dis- disagree with what I see. You, maybe you shouldn't ask me, but I know you asked me because you know I see things. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually they come to you because they know that you know things. Yeah. They, they know that you you you, you see truths. Mm-hmm. And then when you start showing them the truths that they've produced, they've put out there, the things that they've done or the way that they are, they try to turn you into a liar. Yeah. You know, they need to turn you into a liar or <laughs> or what you've just explained is true and they can't have that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and so, yeah, a lot of, I, you know, a lot of my, the friends that I have that have stayed around me, because I've had friends that, you know, they kind of just drift away because I'm intense, I guess. No, but um, as you grow, others can't, uh, you know, it's called, you know, you widen the gap and yeah. people can't close the gap. Yeah. So if they can't close the gap, they got to go. It's as simple as that. Hey, hey, on the, on the road to the top, there's a lot of casualties, man. That's you know that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent. Sorry, facts. not sorry. A lot of people fall off climbing. Yeah, they yeah. say you'll never find the same person at the top of a tall mountain. A same wow. Everybody at the top of their industry, it they're kind of insane. Yeah, they're no. they're just obsessed with um their success and you know they like they're very passionate. Mm-hmm. And I in the music I could think of like Kanye West, he's very passionate, oh, but man. he's one of the best. Or even Drake behind closed door, he's probably extremely uh, you know, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. But no, you know. with Kanye, you, we all know he's crazy. Yeah. He knows he's he, I mean, he knows he's crazy. And because of that, he's he has this ability to just stay true to himself. Those are the people that change the world, man. Yes, he stays true yeah. to himself no matter what. Well, I, the whole world was angry at him, and he was just doing him. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I remember when he, um, I remember when he dropped Jesus, and no one liked it. Like no one thought it was. Yeah, everybody was bashing it. Yeah, everybody was like, "What black skinhead? What are you doing?" But he stayed true to himself, and eventually, people, you know, people were like, "Oh, snap." Yeah, people catch on late. Yeah, and then next thing you know, after that album, music started sounding like that. People's mm-hmm. songs started having that that vibe to them. Um, yeah, so in order to be on top, you have to you have to be different. Yeah, yeah, different and, and definitely a bit obsessive yeah. over your craft. And you need people to t- you need people to tell you you're doing the most. Yeah. If people aren't telling you you're doing too much, what are you doing? Yeah, that's true. I get yeah. that sometimes. People yeah. tell me I need a vacation. Yeah. Oh. But I say, uh, I say in one of my songs on unreleased, I say personal vacation is a mental destination, mm. and I definitely feel like, you know, I enjoy my work a lot. It's vacation to me. That's 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 truly that's truly admirable, bro. That's truly admirable. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I have to be honest with you. Yeah, man. It's likewise. Yeah. yeah. It's um. It's been really good, and I think we touched on a lot of points. Oh I, yeah, I feel like we we could definitely have more pointed conversations in the future to come. For sure. Um, yeah, this this very well may be the second episode or the third episode on my podcast, um, and I think it's gonna be a good one. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this has been choices, uh, a place where we talk about the choices people make and why they make them and uh anthony cozart has been amazing yes sir you have any last words you want to tell the people anybody that's listening to this that doesn't follow me uh instagram cozart c x z v r t 
please follow him. Yeah, or you could just type in Kozar and just click the page and look, and you'll see a lot of pictures. Um, you a know. lot of knowledge. Yeah, so if you can't, you know, some people have trouble finding my ad. I need to fix that. I'm in the process of trademarking, so we're okay. going to do everything. But yeah, CXZVRT. CXZVRT. And Kozart on Spotify, Sound, any streaming service, YouTube, anything. Go check that out. Go check it out because this guy, he, he is prolific with his creation and it's going to continue to come. Even And here's the reason why you should follow him because even if you look at all his work and you don't like any of it, he's going to keep on going. And he just very well might make something that you like, that you love. So... It only makes sense to follow such a prolific creator. Thank you, thank you. For real. Cozart, man. Hey, All hey, right, I'll see you guys. If my mind was a chain, it'd be shining. If I had my gifts on my wrist, they'd be diamonds. If I had my soul on my feet, it'd be retro. Every time I hop on a beat, then I let's go low. If my mind was a chain, it'd be shining. If I had my gifts on my wrist, they'd be diamonds. If I had my soul on my feet, it'd be retro. Every time I hop on a beat, then I let's go low. Go.